0: In the third quarter of 2022, and it says that an average person in Ireland spends six hours on the internet, spends four and a half hours on the phone, and spends uh, approximately two hours on social media, one hour on radio, okay? The information we take in influences our thoughts, and it influences our emotion, And it forms our actions and our behavior, and it becomes us, okay? It becomes us. This concept is well understood with regard to computers. I'm I'm a a Luddite, so I know very little about computers. But from what I gather, uh, what you input into the computer is what comes out, okay? If I speak wrongly, anybody who knows something about it, just say, Wrong. But I think what goes in, goes out. So there's a phrase in IT garbage in, garbage out. Okay. But this is also understood with regard to food that bad food choices lead to poor health. The same is true regarding our thoughts. What goes in is what comes out. Above all else, Guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it, okay? Now, so Paul says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent, if anything is praiseworthy, praiseworthy, think about such things. So to begin today, I, I hope I'll, I'll, I'll go through this quite quickly, but we will begin from, from the end with the phrase, think about these things, because it is so important that what we take in influences us in so, in so many ways, you know, transforms our thoughts, forms new networks. We need to think about the things, the list that Paul gives us. Now, what does he mean, think about these things? The term that he uses to say think about these things is called logizomai. I'm probably saying it wrong, but that's a Greek word. But from that word is derived the word we use a lot called logic, okay? Logizomai or logic. And so, this word is present continuous. It doesn't mean think about it today, but that... Not only should you think about it, you should continue thinking about it. Meditate about these things. Focus your attention on these things. Take time to analyze and evaluate them in a detailed and logical manner. Why? This will lead to a healthy balance of your thoughts. It will transform your mind, form healthy thoughts, and it will lead to a great balance between the mind and the emotion, between thinking and feelings which we need, okay? So, what should we think about? And that's the list, and what I will do in the next few minutes will be just going through that list and trying to define those terms. Why? Because when I looked at them, some of those words don't really mean what we (laughs) we think, you know, they look, like at first value. So, what should we think about? What's the filter? What is the greed that Paul is giving us? That means that if, I, if I'm consuming something, I need to say, this conversation I'm engaging in, does it conform to the list that Paul has given me? Does it conform to, the, to that list? Okay. Now, so, firstly whatever is true, or whatsoever is true. What does this mean? Firstly, it clearly does mean telling the truth. Truth Truth-telling is part of it, but it's not the whole story. It also means being authentic. It means that what you see when you see me is what you get. It means that I am exactly what it says on the tin. My guess is I'm probably not exactly what it says on the tin because you find surprises in some of the corners of who I am, okay? But Paul is calling us to a higher standard that we should be exactly what it says on the tin. We should be authentic, okay? Being exactly that, trustworthy. But also, it also means that we should love the truth. Okay? We should love the truth. We should love everything that represents or conforms to the truth. Okay? But also, it means we should desire to live in the light. We should not conceal the truth. We should desire to live in the light where people will see exactly who we are, and hopefully, we will portray some of the traits of of Christ. Okay? So, those are the things that Whatever is true means. Truth telling, being authentic, loving the truth, uh, not concealing the truth, okay? But Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, there's something else I'd like to add, which is telling, speaking the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. Now, that sentence, actually, uh, I understand that there's no exact translation from the Greek to to English, and the original means not just speaking the truth, but it means truthing in love, okay? So the phrase is truthing in love. What does it mean? It means that we need to live the truth. We need to live the truth, and living the truth, uh, we need to live the truth when things are hard, we need to live the truth when things are straightforward, we need to live the truth when we are in people. We want to impress. We want to live. We need to live the truth when we are at home. We need to or whatever is truthful. We should use that grid to say, is what I'm consuming consistent or conforming to the high standards of truth that Christianity uh, re- re- requires. In the current era, we have a crisis or. Uh, a problem regarding the definition of truth in the postmodern era. Why the definition includes what is truth? It is subjective. Okay. It is relative. Okay. There is no absolute truth. Okay. And that's that's the current message in the modern era that truth there's no absolute truth, and yet God. In John chapter 17, verse 17 said, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth, okay? So Christ, or God, gives us an absolute truth in his word, okay? And in a time when it is difficult to navigate exactly what truth is, okay, why? Because at every point in different places, it depends on the historical fact and it depends on the circumstances, so truth can be here, but it can also be here. But God says, sanctify them by the truth, because your word is truth, okay? So, we have a standard of truth, which is not, you know, sort of uh, floppy or movable, okay? So, whenever you're confronted with an action, whenever you're confronted with whatever you're consuming, the question is, is this consistent with whatever whatsoever is true, whatsoever is true? Secondly, whatever is noble, whatever is noble. Noble refers to a phrase which states that, which was uh, used in reference to Gods, okay, and gods plural because it was uh, during the Greek era, uh, the gods or the temples in which the gods dwelt. So, noble was something that was worthy of respect or honor, something dignified. And in this case, noble is a term used to refer to a person who lives every moment aware that they are in the presence of God. Okay. Imagine living every moment, being aware that you're in the presence of God. It means that what you say matters. It means that what you do matters. And you're in forever in the presence of God. There will be no time when you will drop your guard and think, now, okay, I can let out a few curses. No, you're forever in the presence of God. And this Nobility or honorable is referring to the opposite is too flippant, okay? Now, I'm I'm all for enjoying light moments, but if you're forever too flippant or non-serious, then there's a problem there because that will form who you become, okay? So, noble. Now, an example here. Uh, Paul, when he went to Philippians, you know, he he found that uh, he had reports that two women were fighting or quarrelling, Euodia and Syntica, And he said, I plead with Euodia. Okay. Uh, I plead with Euodia and I plead with Syntica to be of the same mind. Help these women, for they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Now, Paul would have judged, he would have said, what's wrong with them, you know? Really, what's, what's wrong with them? Don't they know that they're, uh, you know, they're supposed to be children of God and he would have probably thrown his eyes up in the air. I've been practicing throwing my eyes up in the air, but after this passage, I'll stop b- until I check the exact definition of what it means, okay? But, uh, it is the opposite. Is judgment of kicking somebody when they are down. That's not noble. Okay. Why am I not surprised? That's not the way we treat others. Is this the same person who was handing out tracts and now they are doing this? Okay. If your thoughts, if your thoughts were to be beamed right now, okay, my thoughts maybe. Okay. If my thoughts, I would be terrified if you were to beam my thoughts. Uh, if Andy will beamed my thoughts on the PowerPoint but the standard is such that we should live in the presence of God so that if your thoughts were to be suddenly beamed it would still be okay there would still be God glorifying the third or uh, you know the third character is righteous or just rather Just Whatever, whatsoever is just, whatsoever is just. This has a sense of the judicial sense and uh, it has to do with how we evaluate things with regard to others. Are we quick to condemn or are we fair? Are we quick to condemn or are we fair? Are we the ones, are we ones who use just scales? The next one is whatsoever is pure, clean. This means without blemish, without defect. So this verse encourages us to reflect on those things that are without blemish, to reflect those things which are pure. And this has an implication of something that's been set apart, cleansed and set apart for use in God's service, okay? Set apart for use in God's service. And so when we decide to make some actions, when we, uh, you know, our motives are rife, we need to take our actions and say, would these be motives which would be set apart, okay, for God's service? Would these be actions which will be befitting to be, presenting, to be presented to God, uh, uh, you know, as an act of praise? Our affections, what are our affections? What are the things we love Are these things which would, when we put them through the greed of what Paul is saying, would these be ones that would pass the test? Number five is whatsoever is lovely. Whatsoever is lovely. Uh, This term means reflecting love towards others in speech and in our action. Reflecting love towards others in speech and in action. And it also implies thoughts which are driven by compassion, thoughts which are driven by compassion. Okay. And so, this encourages us to value things which are charitable, worthwhile, and compassionate. Okay, charitable, worthwhile, and compassionate. Now, this is countercultural to uh, some. Some of you who watched Western movies. The overriding theme in Western movies was revenge, okay? Revenge. Somebody's so-and-so was killed and this person abandons everything, packs a, you know, a a, a holster and chases them down for months and months until he demolishes the whole family, okay? But whatsoever is compassionate. What does this mean? And this is what the greed says. somebody who has offended you, somebody who you cannot stand, okay? And they come and they put their foot in it again, okay? How do you respond, okay? Now, based on the thoughts that are already in our minds, based on what we've consumed, I can predict what my response would be. I know some of you are better than me, so their responses would be better. But this standard suggests to us that what we should do is take a moment. And the next response is, rather than have a go at them, we pray that God might help them. That, that, that would be a, a bitter pe- pill to swallow. I mean, somebody who you f- re- literally feel like, uh, I, need, I need to do something, and they've done it again. It's a bitter pill to swallow. But yes, that same person that's the same person that we should pray for. Take time to pray for. Why? Because whatsoever is lovely suggests that we should have thoughts about them that are driven by compassion, thoughts about them that are driven by love. Okay? Very difficult. Okay? Very difficult. But that's the standard that we are being called to. That's the standard that we're being called to. And this is easy when you're dealing with. Uh, you know, a stranger sitting by the roadside, okay, who, who has a plate and we can easily drop a coin, an anonymous coin. But uh, I- if it's somebody, you know, in relationships, you can see, the, the, you know, the women who are, who are fighting, uh, the ones that Paul mentions, it, it wouldn't have been easy. It <laughs> wouldn't have been easy. But uh, uh, this does happen. So whatsoever is lovely thoughts driven by compassion, whatsoever is admirable, whatsoever is admirable. And this suggests, and this is the, you'll be glad to know, this is the last one. Uh, This suggests a good reputation, worthy of praise, okay? Avoiding what is likely to cause offense. Now, literally, one of the commentators said, You know what a rumor is? Yes, we do. Um, It is spreading rumors of good acts, okay? Spreading rumors of good acts. I've never seen that word used that way, but it is saying that when you wake up, you want everybody to know the good news or the admirable acts of people around you rather than the bad acts. And I can see how we are attracted to the negative acts, okay? To to things that uh, bring down other people because sometimes it elevates us, okay? By comparison, if I say, oh, he did this, okay? It means that that's way beneath me, okay? That's not necessarily true, but that's by implication. Uh, But whatever is admirable suggests spreading rumors of good acts and good reports. Look for the good, look for the good in people and try to spread that good. And that's a grid. And if you apply the, the grid and you don't see any good, then what should you do? Talk about the weather, okay? <laughs> Talk about the weather. And Paul says, just in case he has forgotten anything, he says, if anything is excellent. Or if anything is praiseworthy, think about these things. Uh, Think about these things. A few thoughts, dear friends. Just in summary, our thoughts are being formed. Our thoughts are being formed. We are forming networks. And we need to know who is actually forming our thoughts or what is responsible for the thoughts that we have because these lead to the actions and emotions that we display, okay? And here's the great news. We can control the thoughts that we form. That's why Paul is giving us this greed, that we can can control the input so that the output is Christ-like. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And if you forget anything, if I forget, if you forget everything that I've said today, then Paul is saying that our thoughts should be measured by the word of God. They should aspire to attend to the standard uh, that's contained in Scripture. And all this is embodied in the character, the humility the love, and everything that the Lord Jesus Christ represented. It is time that we take seriously transforming our minds by informing ourselves and imbibing all this scripture uh, so that we might be transformed. To be able to measure up to this standard, we need to know what the standard is, and so I encourage you to take time to just spend time, okay? Remember how, what was thinking about it? Taking time, meditating, present continuous, doing it again and again and again, and we'll form networks that when we react in the future, you will see, you'll be surprised. The reaction will not be to put down somebody, the reaction will be to respond with compassion, because that Will glorify God. And Paul, in conclusion, okay, in verse 9 says, whatever you've learned and received or heard from me, put it in practice. Whatever you've learned uh, and received or heard from me, put it in practice. Because that consolidates your brain networks and your transformed thoughts. Let us pray.